Shalom to all. Welcome back to the Quick Parsha, presented daily by All Parsha. We're going to be learning the first Ali in Parsha's Truma today, that is Perak Chafei, Pasuk Alf. And the Pasuk tells us as follows, V'adabar Hashem Meshulemer, and Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, D'abar El Bnei Yisrael, speak to the Bnei Yisrael, V'yikhuli Truma, and they shall take for me a donation, Me'ez Kolesh Asherit Venu Libay, from each person whose heart inspires him or motivates him to give, Tikhos Trumasi, you should take my Truma, you should take my donation. Let's take a look at Rashi over here, Pasuk Bez. V'yikhuli Truma, Lilashmi, take it for Hashem. Truma hafrasha yafrishu lima mainu nedava. They should separate from me or dedicate to me their money as a donation. Yidvenu libai l'shay nedava. This is an expression of a contribution. V'lushay nratzin taif. This comes out of goodwill. Tikkros trumasi Rashi says Amar Rabbi Seinu Archachamim tells Gimel trumas Amar is kind. There are three trumas that the pasuk mentions over here. Achas trumas bekal gugayles. One is talking about a truma that was one beka per head. Shenasum hem adonim. The sockets of the Mishkan were made out of them. Kamoshim afarish beil pekude. As we learn about in parshas pekude, this was a set amount. Va'achas and another one trumas hamizbech is the truma for the mizbech bekal gugayles. Again, one beka per head. La kupas now. Put into the boxes, to purchase carbonus sibor with them. And this third truma that's being spoken about is the truma of the Mishkan. This did not have any limit. This was each and every person's donation. There are 13 different things, different categories that are being mentioned over here. All of them were necessary for the making and the building of the Mishkan, or for the Kahanim's clothing. When you examine them carefully, you'll see that each and every one of these categories was necessary either for the Mishkan or for the clothing of the Kaihanim. Let's go back to Chomesh Pasa Gimel. And this is the donation, this is the contribution that you should take from them. Zahav, Vachesef, Unchashes, gold, silver, and copper. Utcheles, and wool-dyed blue. Vargamon, and wool-dyed purple. Vitoilas, Shani, and wool-dyed scarlet. Vishesh, and linen. Vizim, and goat hair. Now it's important to note that the combination of Tcheles, Argamon, Tolas, Shani, and Shesh is going to come up numerous times throughout these parshas. So remember, Tcheles, Argamon, Tolas, Shani is wool-dyed blue, purple, and scarlet, and sheish is linen. The next passage tells us, and ram skins dyed red, and tachash skins, and shitim wood. Let's take a look at Rashi over here, Pasa Gimel. All these were donated. Each person, whatever his heart motivated him to give, except for the kesef, the silver, that was given in equal amount. Each person gave half of a shekel. We don't find that we actually needed more silver than the and all the extra silver people donated more than the they turned that into the Kleisharis. This is wool dyed with the blood or ink sack that comes out of the Chilazin snail, and its color is green. It's really a greenish bluish, kind of turquoise. This is a color otherwise known as purple. This is linen. This is talking about hair from goats. That's why Unklas translates it as umeaze. Habam and izim, something that comes from goats. They didn't actually donate goats. Shetargum shal izim, Isaiah, because the targum of izim is Isaiah, and here targum translates it as umeaze, something from goats, meaning goat's hair. The next passage in Rashi tells us, me'adamim, tzvois hayu adam la'achri budan, they were dyed red after they had been fixed up and they were ready for use. Tachashim, what exactly is a tachash? Minchaya, it's a type of wild animal, and only existed at that point in time 
time for the Mishkan, and it had many colors. That's why Targum translates it as Sasgaina. It rejoices and prides itself in its colors. Some people actually call this the unicorn. Where in the world did they have wood in the midbar? explains Yaakov saw in his Rucha Kadesh that the Bnei Israel were going to end up building a Mishkan in the midbar. And he brought cedar wood from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim and planted them there. And he commanded his sons to take it with them when they left Mitzrayim. And that's where they had Shittim wood from. Back to Chomesh Pasuk Vav. What else is being donated? Shem Oil for the lamps. Spices for the Noitman oil. And for the Ketairas. Let's take a look at Rashi over here. Pasuk Vav. Shem Shem Pure olive oil for the Ner Tamid. This anointment oil was meant to anoint all of the vessels of the Mishkan and the Mishkan itself in order to make it holy. And we need to put these spices in it. Like we learn in Parashish Every evening and morning where there was Ketairas brought in the Mishkan. Like we learn in Parashish Ketairas. What does the word Ketairas mean? A rising of vapor or a column of smoke. Back to Chamesh Pasuk Zayin. Avnei Shaiham ba'avnei Miluim. Shoham stones and filler stones. Lo Eifad v'lachayshen for the Eifad and the Chayshen. Let's take a look at Rashi over here. Pasuk Zayin. Avnei Shaiham. Shtaim hotzachu shal mutzarcha Eifad. We needed two of these Shoham stones for the Eifad. Ha'amar bevatet tzava like we're going to be learning about in Parshat tzava. Miluim al shem sha'isim lohem ba'zahav moishav kamin guma. The reason why they're called filler stones is because they're placed in a gold setting, kind of like an indentation in this gold thing. V'naisin ha'evin shomlamas and we place this stone here to fill up the hole. Krim Avne Mulum, so they're called filler stones. This area where the setting is, Kari Mishbitzais, it was called a frame. Lo Eifid Velachaishen, Avne Hashayim Lo Eifid, the Avne Shayam were for the Eifid, Avne Mulum Lachaishen, Chaishen, Eifid, Mufrashim, Batitzitzava, Vemine Tachid, the Eifid and the Chaishen, they're explained in Parshitzitzava, and they are some sort of decoration for the Kayan Gadol. Back to Chamish Pasach Ches, Vasuli Mikdash Vishakanti Vasayacham, and they shall make for me a Mikdash, and I will dwell among them. Everything I show you, the form of the Mishkan, and the form of all of its vessels, so you shall do. Let's take a look over here. They should make for me a house of holiness. Everything I'm showing you right now, the form of the Mishkan, this Pasuk is connected to the Pasuk right prior to it. Everything I show you, meaning, make the Mikdash that I'm showing you right now. And so you shall do for all future generations. And the continuation of Rashi tells us that if any of the Kalim are lost, we shall make them exactly as Mesh Rabbeinu is commanded to do right now. Now let's go back to Chomish Pasuk Yod, and here we start describing the the Kalim in the base of Mekdash first is the Arain. Should make an Arain out of Shitim wood. Amasayim Vachetzi Arkai. Two and a half Amas long. Vam Vachetzi Rachbai. And one and a half Amas wide. Vam Vachetzi Kamasai. And one and a half Amas tall. Vesi Pisai says the Havdahari should coat it with pure gold. Mi Bayazim Chutzit Sapenu. Coat it inside and outside. Vasisa Allah Zer Zahav Saviv. And make for it a golden crown around it. And Pasuk Rashi, which we're not going to be reading inside, just tells us that the Arain was just like a chest. It didn't have any legs. It rested on its bottom. And Pasukin Alf and Rashi tells us, you have to coat it on the inside and the outside. How is this done? Betzal actually made.
made three separate aronis. He didn't just take this wooden aron and dip it into gold. What did he do? Beis shel zav ve'echad shel eitz. Two of these aronis were actually made out of gold, and one of them was made out of wood. V'dalk sal mishleim l'chal echad. Each one of them had four walls and a bottom. Upsuchem l'malah, and they were open on top. Nasan shel eitz v'sech shel zav. He took the wooden one and placed it inside the larger gold one. V'shel zav v'sech shel eitz, and then he took the smaller gold one and placed it inside the wooden one. V'chipas fasal yonah bazav, and he coated the top with gold. It turns out that the wooden aron was covered with gold on the inside and on the outside. Zer Zahav, what's this golden crown? It was some sort of golden crown that surrounded it above the top of the lip of the aron. The outer aron was a little bit taller than the inner one. The lip of the outer aron was actually a little bit taller than the kapiris, which we're going to learn about in tomorrow's aliyah. And when the kapiris the lid of the aron rested on the thickness of the walls. The zer, this crown, rose up a little bit above the thickness of the kapiris. And this is a symbol of the crown of Tyra. And let's go back to Chomish Pasuk Yudbeis. You should pour for it four golden rings. And you should put these rings on the four corners. Two rings went on one side and two rings went on the other side. And you should make badim, which are poles made out of shittim wood. And you should cover these poles Coat them with gold. You should take the poles and put them inside the rings, which are placed on the sides of the aron, in order to carry the aron with these poles. These poles have to be inside the rings of the aron. Do not remove them from the rings. Let's take a look at Rashi over here, and we'll take a look at the second Rashi, in the corners. These rings were placed placed on the upper part of the aron in the corners, two over here, two over there, according to the width of the aron, meaning they were on the width of the aron. And the poles were placed inside these rings. And the length of the aron, that was actually in between the two poles. So imagine your table is longer than it is wide. However, you have two poles going across the width of the table, meaning the space in between the poles is actually the length of your table. Just have that little picture in your mind. The two people, really meaning the four people, the two people in back and two people in front, they were carrying the aron and they were in between the poles. So the way that it worked was one levy who was carrying the right pole he had on his right shoulder and then the levy on the left side he had the left pole on his left shoulder and they were in between the poles of the aron. And let's just take a look at Rashi over here. Pasuk Tezvav The poles are not allowed to be removed from the aron forever. These poles always have to remain in the rings. As opposed to other kelim in the Mishkan the poles were sometimes removed. And let's go back to Chomish for the last Pasuk in this Aliyah. And you shall place inside the aron the edos the testimony that I'm going to give you. Let's take a look at Rashi over here, a Pasuk design. Meaning you should place inside the Aaron. What's this Eidos, this testimony? It's talking about the Torah, which is the Luchais. This is an Eidos, a testimony in between me and you. That I've commanded you all the mitzvahs that are written inside of it. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up with a second Aliyah tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.